What's happening, podcast? Uh, I said I'd try and get a few more episodes out um, in light of the restrictions happening for people all around the world, unable to get to their local beach or basically avoiding all social contact, which is pretty wild. Uh, This one's a little different for the The Boogie podcast. This is an interview I did recently with a chap called Keith Malloy, former professional surfer, um, but also very avid body surfer these days. Um, body surfing is a bit of a funny one for us bodyboarders. Um, our man, Mike Stewart's been dominating that space for a very long time. Um, he's even won more competitions or more world championships as a body surfer than a bodyboarder. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to sit down with Keith and have a chat. Um, he's a really cool guy and his passion for body surfing is really unrivaled. Um, he was the producer, director, pretty much everything of a film called uh, Come Hell or High Water, uh, a body surfing film that's really kind of grassroots and awesome. So if you haven't seen Come Hell or High Water, you should totally check it out because it's really cool. Features a lot of Mike Stewart, which is also pretty cool. And, um, you know, it's very similar to what we do as bodyboarders, except we just don't have a board. So this is a little different, this podcast. Um, I hope it's enjoyable. I really enjoyed sitting down with Keith. Um, I really like his work. I've been a big fan of what he's done for a very long time. And uh, yeah, it was a real pleasure. So thanks, Keith. And I cannot wait to see the follow-up to Come Hell or High Water. Enjoy. I'm stoked to sit here with you. Thanks, happy to be here. Welcome to the podcast, Keith Malloy. Awesome. Uh, I bumped into you on the beach at Pipeline yesterday. We were there watching all the action unfold for the Pipeline body surfing competition. Make sure that GoPro doesn't just fall off the perch there. Um, what a day. Yeah. Uh, the, for me, I, the Pipe Body Surf Contest has always been a pretty special thing. and. Um, I've competed in it myself and um, definitely so cool because you know people travel from all over the world to come do the event Mm -hmm. all the you know different regions their best guys Brazil Europe um, California of course so there's a pretty amazing group of Mm -hmm. badass watermen there Mm -hmm. you know Um, at the same time it's it's kind of a small event yeah a bunch of bystanders or Mm -hmm. There's not a crowd cheering really, but it's a really cool group of hardcore body surfers and watermen that all show up for the uh, pipe contest body surfing. It's it's also pretty special, I think, because you, you've spent many years uh, probably in your surfing career, I'm assuming kind of battling for waves out there on a surfboard. I mean, you, how gnarly is it for the listener to actually be out there as someone not from Hawaii on a surfboard trying to get waves on the peak of pipeline? Yeah. And then I'm going to compare that to what it's like to be out there as a body surfer. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, those the normal days out there when the waves are pretty good, it's just like a swarm of bees mm. just trying to raid the takeoff spot. Yeah. Um, so obviously in waves that can ruin the experience. Mm. Um, um, so anybody that surfed out there over the years is a lot of people just won't surf it for that reason you know so um to be able to go out there with just a few guys and body surf 
yeah, that's that's a huge appeal for that mm. day as well. Mm. <laughs> I think um, selfishly, a lot of guys just want to get out there and get some pipeline waves because it's really might be their own only opportunity without you know surfboards flying by their face. Exactly, and and also I think the interesting thing about the pipeline body surf comp for me is a lot of the body surfers traditionally kind of sit on the edge of you know pipe towards gums so they're constantly kind of getting snaked but they're not you know the peaks over there the surfers are going there so the body surfers are really getting not much done out there on an average day but to get two surfs out there two swims with 20 minutes handful of people on the peak as well it's like a very rare moment I, I don't know if that happens at all outside of these events that take place there because I've never seen body surfers sit you know deeper and kind of muscle it with the yeah. surfer guys right no definitely the guys are in, during the event everyone gets to sit, sit deep on the peak and um otherwise like you're right you're out there body surfing it and you're you got to wait for a board surfer to pearl on the takeoff exactly and, and then you swing and get yeah. the shoulder type of situation so yeah th that is the only time you will see the body surfer sitting deep really yeah because of the flotation of a surfboard you just can't compete with taking off on a wave no uh, without a board so yeah. so it's the one day of the year where you don't have to be the shoulder hopper <laughs> yeah yeah and it's pretty good i think i think that's part of the buzz and you know you competed yesterday as well and you were an alternate on the beach right you kind of just kind of rocked up you weren't intending on getting I'll, in the water were you no i wasn't so i've done the contest before and i've had a blast and um i've made the final on the one year when the waves were big it was kind of one of my highlights of anything i've ever done mm -hmm. um and then yesterday we came to shoot and film the event but I noticed there was guys not showing up. Yeah. And actually Mark Cunningham's like, get out there Malloy. And I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and so it felt good to go out and swim and get a few um, uh, early on. Mm. Uh, Cause nothing beats that feeling, right? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> How about the vibe? Like you you did compete as well. You did the, the slog of the tour back in the day and things like that, you had your go. Yes. I mean, hyper competitive, everything's on the line. People are really battling it out. Can you paint a picture of the difference of swimming out at Pipeline for a body surf event in those early heats? Yeah, well, I mean, so so for me, definitely traveling and doing the, the tour for quite a long time, that alone was kind of frying me out, and that's part of the reason I dug deep into body surfing. Okay, cool. Because I was like, I just want to ride waves. I don't want to hit lips. I don't want to try airs. I just want to like be in the ocean and, and feel the glide again okay because <laughs> it's kind of gone away with all this high performance surfing so that's why I, that's what i do you know uh -huh. I, every i'd surf a couple times and then every third time i'd be out there with my swim fins on and you know riding a wave that no one wanted to really surf so kind of empty spot get just have some time in the ocean to yourself and and um really reappreciate the simplicity of riding away yeah so so in, in like kind of the the middle of my surfing career i was doing that you know okay and really loving it and appreciating it and and way back when i was buds i'd already been buddies with cunningham just from being on the north shore and, yeah and i'm um, having a lot of mutual friends so sometimes it'd be him calling me up let's go grab your fins you know sandbar looks awesome sick those were some of my favorite experiences in the water so it comes out of a um a, a jaded kind of moment with the surfing world that high performance world i mean Definitely. was it a was it something that you like did you consciously accept it when you kind of like did you come to that conclusion like okay this is starting to suck how do i make it better again to be a, a surfer a professional surfer 
or was it something you kind of didn't realize for a long time like how long were you kind of in this mentality or space where you're just like this sucks how do yeah. i reinvigorate yeah. this <laughs> how long did that take right so um i think it was a little easier for me because um like i explained before i wanted to get back to those just being in the water and riding waves and feeling the glide and all that mm. um and then the competition it was fun at times like you know mm. you basically it came down to this you have a couple good events and it's a blast and you make some money and ratings go up and yeah. you know win an event is kind of best feeling ever mm. but then you know after a while I wasn't one of those guys that was gonna like continue to win or be in the top five or ten really I mean it was probably my own mind fuck that wouldn't let me do it yeah right <laughs> but, but not I, competitive enough right like not right. brutal enough and just, to get just into didn't it. have the confidence in myself back then we didn't have coaches and all that stuff yeah right but um so I kind of realized I wasn't 100% cut out for the competition, um, but also had a fun time with it. Um, but, you know, yeah, realized right in the heat of it all, I, I, I was gonna spend more time traveling to destinations and exploring places. Yeah. And for me, going on surf destinations, I always brought my swim fins as well, mm. but I wanted to break away for sure from the crowds and the scenes and the contest and go kind of as far out of the way as I could and almost look for surf that hadn't really been surfed and yeah. most instance, instances that was in the far north or far south and yeah. so that was kind of an awakening you know right in the middle right. of my you know because I, I kind of I could have stayed on tour for longer and, but I'm glad I didn't because yeah. I got to experience it and do that Yeah. and then I, I you know I kind of I had an injury and I'm like oh this is my this is my turn this is where i kick out right here and, okay. and start a whole new thing okay so yeah. there, so there was actually a little moment there where it was actually easier to make the full transition out like yes injury yes i'm not surfing at the moment right competitiveness was not really there yes it's reminding me of how i play golf okay like, you know yeah, when you yeah. play golf and yes you, and you have that one swing yeah and you connect with the ball and you're like wow this could keep me coming back for more right but then yes you know most of the time you're just hacking away and you're having yeah. a good time walking around the course drinking some beers but at the end of the day you're not really competitive in that space and yes. other guys are cracking the ball more often. Is that, that it's, seems like the surfing very kind similar. of transition. It's, yeah, it's very similar. Enough to keep you there. I've done a bit of golfing in my day too. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you're on a little roll. Yeah. You're like, I'm never gonna stop. Exactly. This is amazing. <laughs> and then you go and hack it up and yeah. you're like, why am I doing yeah, this? Exactly. Where's the beers? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So okay, cool. That's it. Uh -huh. But so you didn't just like, in that transition away from the shortboard high performance, high stakes game, you you did kind of so you were consciously escaping crowds as well. You you wanted solitude as yeah. much as anything else. Uh huh. And I wanted right. to see like beautiful places and um, landscapes and people and um, and ideally surf alone or not alone, but with a couple guys that came crew. along. Yeah. yeah. And you know, um, so yeah, rather. I don't know, and, and like I said, I grew up wearing a full suit and booties and hoods at times, so going up way up north, um, Alaska and Canada, just was like, those were the top spots on my hit list right away. Yeah. Um, and um, camping in the wilderness and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it, just, it just sounded a lot more fun than going to, you know, Indonesia at, at that point was already super crowded. Mm. Um, crazy tropical weather which I, I is fun at times but I kind of am more pulled towards 
the colder temperatures. Okay, so you're yeah. a guy more pulled towards the cold. Yes. Interesting. And so, because you guys are originally, the Malloys are a kind of like a, is it Ojai around so that way? Is that where the family in, grew up or we not? We grew up in Ojai. Yeah. So, right there, you know, pretty close to Point Conception, the yeah. waters gets cold. It like, does, right? I mean, yeah, like we're more comfortable in wetsuits than not totally. type of thing, you know? Totally. Um, so, yeah, we grew up in a zone where, where uh, it gets pretty darn cold most of the year and the, and the ocean doesn't warm up so much. It's not frigid, but just made it easy for me to put on a five male and a yeah. hood and not even... And go adventure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With um, that surfing world, I want to quickly linger on that a bit longer because it's I'm interested to hear this answer to this next question. Did you feel when you were on the tour in these places, because there, there was a nice list of probably pretty nice places to visit on anyone's kind of holiday sure. destination list, right? absolutely. And did you go there and were you kind of unable to truly engage with those places because you were there to be a professional surfer like oh definitely did you yeah. miss out did you feel like you'd been missing out you know um so the tour kind of is repetitive and you go to the same spots yeah and um i felt like i did my best and best effort and kind of going places and meeting people and um getting to know the culture and soak it up but after a few years going to the same spot you know it, there was definitely instances where you'd go get there last minute surf your heat lose out of here you exactly. know depending on where it was yeah and and then like i said that that could losing in competition can wear on you to the point where um you're just grumpy and uh and and yeah you, you just would rather split than be be at that spot where you lost totally. your heat you know kind of childist childish but i mean you know we it didn't take me long to realize i'm not really happy doing this yeah. you know and then other times you know you know i'd have friends somewhere and i would stay for another month if i could yeah depending on the situation yeah yeah yeah. but but yeah i mean for the most part when you're not concentrated on the tour that's that's really all you care about yeah if you want to do well and so like those spots on the map you're hitting are just you know, that's just the, the avenue you're taking to uh, achieve a level of success. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to... They're just waves. Yeah. There's not <laughs> yeah. much more going on right, there. Right, yeah. right. Have you revisited any of the places since? Have you had that opportunity to kind of go back and yeah. feel mm -hmm. them again and actually get the full yeah. depth of experience? Yeah, and I have to say too, like, in the early days, I, I kind of moved to the North Shore. Yeah. And I, and I had like a good amateur career and you know, had some big contests in national team. And then I, I kind of hit a slump uh, when I was in my late teens and wasn't doing that great in competition. And so I kind of mo moved to the North Shore with my brother Chris and we did, before I really got on the tour train, I was I was just going on surf trips. Yeah. And so I had that in me already, you know, that side of it. And I'd done a, quite a bit of traveling, just, just going on surf trips, spoiled surfer, you know, with a sure. hand crew of guys and- Awesome. Um, so I got to experience that early on. And then what happened was eventually I went to a contest and did really well and won. And then I thought, oh, I could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The golf <laughs> I swing. I don't know if that was good or bad. Yeah, it was that perfect, that perfect crash connection down the drive. Yeah, down the um, fairway. And then I got hooked in there for a while, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I did pretty well. So I, it just kept me coming back for more. And Enough then, to be involved. Yeah, and then Sick. right about the time I um, was getting fed up, I broke my foot and uh then i was gonna have to go back and requalify and i'm like yeah. cool i'm gonna enjoy the last 
year on the, you know, the, the it was the WCT back then. Mm. I'm gonna enjoy it, but I'm done when it's over. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it was kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. So there's like, and you, and so with this shift away from that kind of high performance surfing element, you've gone on an adventure, you've gone for solitude, you've gone for feeling that flow again. Was it automatically into the body surfing that took you to that flow? Because I do remember there was a good period of you being on the Elias a lot and kind of getting that kind of flow. Like, mm -hmm. what was the progression for you into yeah. kind of being really into body surfing? Because it seems like that is almost your main interest, could it be said? Yeah, at this point I would say I, I'm, I still do everything. Yeah. Like, you know, um, um, but... Um, body surfing is as strong as any of it. I mean, I, I, I consider myself going in the ocean and I mean, I, I have a shaped 11 foot board and I get both my girls on there and we surf triples and Sick. like lately I've probably been doing that more than anything. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> but um, body surfing is super important to me in the scheme of things and um, and I would say it was those, those days back when I was just wanting to escape the competition and all the crowds um, where it really resonated with me and then I've kept it there ever since as a super important part of okay. surfing being in the ocean to me you know so how do you think you'd balance your time out between craft you were trying to if we could put it in a pie chart what do you think yeah. your breakdown is for the listener to understand I think it would be like one third of the time body surfing one third of the time riding a shortboard okay and then and then the other part riding whatever mm. you know mixing it up with any Longboard with the kids. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sweet. So, but a solid third of it's body surfing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big chunk yeah. of your surfing time. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I love it. Like, they're, you know, if the waves right, I'd rather body surf it for sure. Okay. Than take out a board. You know, there's different waves suited for different things. Yeah, for sure. With 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 the body surfing phenomenon, it is really hitting a moment. Yeah, and, and I'm going to give you a bit of credit here for that moment <laughs> yeah. because you know I did when I introduced myself to you yesterday. I yeah. did give a, a legit compliment from me, and I think a lot of people who have seen um, the film Hell or High Water, like it's one of the best surf films I think ever done, <laughs> right? Because it totally captured a very specific niche, which has always been the foundation of the whole bloody thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm, yeah body surfing kind of was it with the with the pipos at least maybe here and but you know it's been on the the body's been in the water majority in the beginning so right right you know congrats on achieving oh, that you. and i and i put a lot of the the revival of this the renaissance of body surfing uh down to that film as being a very critical element um how was it a tough sell to get that because films cost money and ideas are ideas yeah We've got thousands of them. I'm sure your brain bubbles away all the time with things you'd like to do and document. Yeah. Was it a tough sell to get it over the line when oh. it came to getting it actually funded and done? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I honestly... Well, the, the neat part about it was like, I'm going to do this because I really want to do it and mm. I feel like it's going to be fun. And um, and that's all I had to go off of at the yeah, beginning, you know? Yeah. Like, I was, we're, we're going to do it. And, and I, I felt like with the underwater footage possibilities um as long as we didn't overdo it it could just be this magical thing yeah you know that like people just don't see you know and um so but when i went out you know when we decided to work on it i was 
my wife and I kind of she was like, let's do it too. She she was involved as well. Oh, cool! So yeah. it's a family film. Yeah, yeah. So she, it was Epic. just me and her at the beginning okay. doing interviews, and I had the camera, and she had the microphone. Okay. Like okay. like even the Bo King section was yeah, just right. my wife and I. And actually, Dave Holmes he came and shot some water stuff too. But um, so I was like, if we make a little movie and we go around and show it at surf shops, and twenty or thirty people show up, that'd be awesome. Yeah, right. You know, maybe. That's kind of what I think this will be. Mm. Um, at the same time, I felt like I had an opportunity to r tell the surfing story through new eyes a little bit. Mm. Because it, surfing, you know, surf, surf movies, there's been so many of them over the years, going way back to Bruce Brown and all mm. those guys. And it's kind of hard to reinvent that story. Yeah, yeah. But with body surfing, there was a, it, 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 uh, it, it gave me the opportunity to, tell the body surfing story which is very pure and about mm. riding waves yeah so it was this like really neat little opportunity that I didn't even really realize so much when I started it, it kind of kind of just came out through through um, working on 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 the film you mm. know um, but uh yeah I was I was excited in like with that film I was like okay this is all about the body surfers like you know I know there was Kelly and Laird and there's a bunch of amazing surfers that body surf but mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure we concentrated on the hardcore on body the surfers that, yeah and I think that was neat I think those guys really appreciated that I really think that was probably the one of the coolest <laughs> aspects because there's you know of course we know like Kelly competed here yesterday yeah. and he was ripping like you know he's a one of the greatest watermen of all yeah. time yes he'll do anything on anything yes. you know like he'll amazing, go anything on anything amazing body and super. um and you know and you see a guy uh like laird as well very accomplished um but you did you did feature mike though which mike, is kind of yes i mean as far as body surfing goes yeah i mean he where do you like i don't i don't want to throw shade on any other body surfers but there's just a when it comes to that high level performance yes. competitive body surfing yes there just seems to be a gap of yes. of light years between yes. what's possible i don't know if i was seeing it with different eyes or whether i'm just a fanboy that's just giving him too much praise right, right now but yeah. what are your thoughts on that kind of approach that he takes versus others yes so i think that um mike is just so incredible you know you could easily argue the best body surfer in the world mm. um Pipeline is his wave. True. I mean, he has it so figured out. Um, I think that there's younger kids that can give him rubs in certain conditions in yeah. certain other places. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I mean, yesterday he just put on an amazing display at Pipeline, and and at age 57. Yeah, well, six, I just 56. joke around that he's like 76 now, but yeah, yeah 57. He, he literally just made everyone else look like a the child out there i mean it was really so impressive i it thought yeah. and um such a great guy and love him to death and um i was so fortunate to have him be a part of the first body surf film and mm. um look forward to doing stuff with him in the future but yeah i mean the level out there is is really rising um some some of the guys are just doing amazing stuff mm. um, but i think mike stewart proved that he's still <laughs> we got a visitor. My daughter Millie. Mike just kills it out there cool. at, at, a, at Pipeline. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, you guys have to stay over there. That's all right. Though, but it's <laughs> nice to have you drop by. Yeah, really. We cool. love you. We love you. <laughs> That's a camera for shooting interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Mill, can you do us a favor? We we need a little bit of quiet just for a few more minutes, and then we're gonna go swimming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Love you guys. I know, but we're gonna go again. Well, we're gonna go over to Kelly's and paint or whatever you want to do. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a good deal. You know. But he nice has toenails, by the way. Those blue toenails are really cool. I like that. They match. Good on yours. Yeah. So, Mike. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy human. And they talk about the goat. That's definitely Mike Stewart. It and, is. Um, yeah, and I felt like a, quite a few of the body boarders are also amazing body surfers. And I feel like they're part of that crew to me. Yeah. Where surfers are different. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that the body boarding world is... is is uh, still kind of an underdog world that mm. kind of meshes with body surfing. Yeah, sure. You know? I, I think it's interesting because being a bodyboarder predominantly myself and, and growing up on that craft, um, I mean, it's a, it's a very easy transition to a body surfing competition. Of course, there's that, that element of like actually maintaining the connection, which is like the key difference I think that Mike has over others. And True. The, the full core body surfers, they get it. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're getting a bit more of the arm kind of connected to the surface. They, they get that back, kind of this area here on the yes. back connected in that real Layover, critical yeah. moment. Yeah. Yes. So you do see the difference between people who are actually practicing and, and, yes. and spending the hard, you know, the yeah. hours. Really getting around. it wired, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a bodyboarder, there is this easier transition. Sure. Um, and do you, do you think that, um, you know, I want to kind of, move around a bit with this yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. do you think there's like a, a loss for many surfers who aren't willing or able I think it's more about a willingness because I think everybody's able to go yeah. body surfing there's a pair of fins and yeah. you know heartbeat and arms yes so are they missing out on a critical part of the experience and the progression by not engaging with it it's, it's interesting I, I think so and it's so like I'll I'll be with some surfers and see them lose their board and <clears throat> guy that i expect to be an awesome body surfer isn't yeah and then other guys just got it you know yeah. and they're like really great like as far as surfers goes yeah half of them are really good body surfers half of them can't do it at exactly. all and it, yeah i think it it's almost a little strange to me i think so too maybe leashes have been around too long yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean that could be it yeah that could um, be it. but there's there's definitely guys out there that blow me away on on how good of surfers they are and they can't don't really get body surfing yeah you know? it's it's pretty funny it's pretty and yeah wild. i would say they're missing out on something yeah yeah because like i mean there's a very unique perspective of the tube yeah. there's a very yeah there's a different line you've got to take I yeah there's so much to learn from it yeah and i mean do you, do you feel like it informs your surfing like has your surfing evolved out of your engagement with body surfing yourself i mean i would say it just makes your wave judgment as, as well as anything else it's like yeah. your, your wave judgment um goes up a level and your your fitness goes up a level mm. um you know body surfing riding a board or is the actual riding the wave is so different mm. you know that i don't think it crosses over too much but like there's nothing better there's nothing better than doing body surfing especially big waves and things to really get you super fit and, mm. and really um, key into um, where the, the, you know, the waves are breaking at a surf certain spot. Like mm. it's the ultimate crossover training yeah. for surfing, yeah. I would say. Interesting. But, yeah, but I feel like the wave riding aspect of it's pretty different. Yeah. Just because the board changes so much. Yeah. Because yeah. you are just, you're constantly burning out yes. there, you know, like yeah. it, it's exhausting. Oh, that, yeah. that 20 minute heat, I mean, yeah. 
I was in the bodyboarding event the day before. Yeah. You can sit on the foam and take a breather. Yes. Body surfing, you're constantly just treading water, yeah. like keeping an eye on the horizon. Yeah. Trying to figure out if you're too close in or too far out. Like yeah. pipes are lethal waves still, you know? Like it's, it is. And it's yesterday gnarly. it was just like a river out there. It was, I mean, huh? You really had to swim hard to stay yeah, in yeah, position yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, a pipeline kind of comes down to fitness. Like all those guys that make the final, man, they're fit. You know, yeah. like you got to. You got to take off on <clears throat> on the sets and, and knowing you probably might not make it and half the time you don't make it and just get mm -hmm. hammered and yeah. go back out and do it again yeah. and so it's a fitness um it's a fitness test as well at pipeline mm. absolutely all right so the surface of the world if you want to get fit take this man's advice <laughs> go for a swim yeah bins be the best thing you ever did yeah um with the first film, because you're in production now, you've got a crew with you, you were yep. chasing interviews yesterday, you've got, I think it looks like you, you were mentioning, you've got a pretty good amount of content from yesterday's event. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you've got a bit of a win here, tick that box. Right. Um, you took the journey last time to some really cool places. Like you really went, you went extreme, you, you went to Chopu uh -huh. on what was like, there was some gnarly stuff there. And yeah. I don't think people had really seen that before. Right. Um, so that really took body surfing into a whole other realm that I, I hadn't really appreciated yet either. Yeah. And you took it into, you're in a river, like a stationary river wave yeah. as well. And yeah. then you went to the classic spot at like um, Point Panic, which is kind of like the mecca, you would say, right. probably for body surfing. Cutting edge throwing that out spot. There. Guys are doing stuff there that I think those skills have only, all, like so many skills were learned at Point Panic that now people do other places but that yeah. is that is kind of where a lot of it the crazy stuff comes from it is right Point panic, so yeah. we'll give that the mecca um, yeah yeah classification what are you planning on doing differently with this one no, like how do you question. how do you go beyond <laughs> that because you kind of took it everywhere right <clears throat> so Can you reveal anything yes so um i still think there's a ton of amazing places to go okay and see okay um and so we got a list of those and um and and but it's a tricky one mm. because i feel like this time around <clears throat> you know i was ex in the first film we were explaining body surfing almost kind of for the first time i felt yeah, like yeah yeah totally and, we, and i don't think we can really rehash this that this mm. time no <clears throat> you know i don't think you, you can either i don't think it. you can yeah, yeah. It's been done. <laughs> told that story so um we're gonna get creative and and i think we're gonna bring a bit of humor into it too cool and i think we're also i think um I'm looking forward to locking into a couple stories of how therapeutic the ocean is as well. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it's such a special thing, and it is so therapeutic. Um, so we're, we're, we've we've run across a couple stories like that, um, but then I also want to have it to be a lot of fun, and I also want it to be, you know, some amazing waves that we yeah. just all sit there and hoot mm. and drink beer and cheer for. Cool. You know what I mean? And um, and um, so for me, I, I don't know, it's, it's hard to tell. I, I kind of want to be its, its own film um, um, because, I don't know, uh, Torpedo People too. I named it. The oh, first okay. one's Come Hell or High Water. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, we'll just see what comes up here. But I okay. feel like I got amazing cinematographers. There's great stories to be told out mm. there. And um, we're going to have fun with it and a little humor too and see what comes up. You know, it is a little daunting after the first one because I feel like we got so lucky in so many ways. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure we're going to put together something that people are going to want to come out and see. Cool. You know, part of the reason why is because it's body surfing. 
Did it the the first film exceeded your expectations? I yes. assume, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were talking 20, 30 people at a surf shop, but right. I mean, it's really gone quite nuts. Yes. Like, I mean, and then we ended up premiering it, and yeah. there was fifteen hundred people at, at one event. Yeah, body surfing. That's, yeah, Who would have thunk? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have get, like. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that would happen. Either. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling a bit of pressure? Because I, I know there's like a famous um, there's a bit of a famous quote from Joseph Heller who wrote Catch Twenty Two one of my favorite books ever got and it someone said you know joseph you've never written a better book than catch 22 right you know you, it was never as good and he goes well i still wrote catch 22 <laughs> that's his <laughs> right. response but yeah are you feeling a bit of pressure you know um yeah i mean i'm feeling pressure just because i want to put something out everyone loves mm. um but i'm not in i'm not i'm not gonna the pressure is not gonna stop me from making another movie you know yeah. what i mean sure. like i could be like that's it, I'm done, I don't want to screw it up. But I'm like, no, there's a lot more fun to be had. Yeah. And I know the process is going to be awesome and engaging. And um, and um, so I want it to be really great, but I'm not letting that mm. pressure like stop sure. me. You know? <laughs> I noticed um, I follow you on Instagram uh-huh. and I, I got the call out to say we're going to do another film yes send through ideas you know you actually yes. did a bit of an engagement there I did how did that work out for you it's great because I want everyone to be engaged this time around and I want to people know it's coming and I want to I want to I've already connected with a lot of people on cool. that and like I, it's, it's part of it for me is like um, I want this some to be something for the body surf community that everybody can anticipate mm. and even be a part of if possible yeah cool and um, yeah, I kind of woke up one day and just posted that. Because oh, that I, was just random. Like, okay, I'm gonna ask everybody. I'm like, I've been thinking about doing another film for a while, mm. and then I, and then I've been hemming and hawing a little bit and having trouble get it, getting it funded. And oh, really? Getting it funded again? Yeah. Even off the success of yes. the last one. Yes. So anybody out there, if want to be a part of it? <laughs> WTF? And, and so you are calling out for funders? Yeah. Yeah, we're looking for funding for sure. Cool. Um, and um, I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just not gonna wait anymore. Let's just get this thing rolling, you know. And even hey. this event, I was just like, I'm just coming last minute, and let's just start shooting. And I got a couple guys, my good buddies, and I said, hey, Sick. when the funding comes, hopefully we'll get you paid. But the thing with body surfing <laughs> is, great. people will just want to be there and see it and do it, I you know? know. Like so, so um, heck, I'll probably lose money in the long run, but I think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe somebody will come in and really love it, and and we'll get the boys some paychecks. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, so anyone listening who enjoyed the first film, feel free to get yeah. in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, I think the as I said, I think we're hitting a sweet spot to kind of wrap things up. Your production period is you said you got a full year ahead of you yes. to make this film. Yes. And you're going to use that full year. Like, yes. Everything is kind of like blocked out and. Yes. You know. Yes, okay. we're gonna go hard for a year. Right. And what's neat is, if we get it done in a year and maybe edit in the following six months, uh, it'll be almost exactly ten years since wow. the first one. Is that how you long believe that it? it's oh, been wow. ten years? And that's why that's I was nuts. like, I'm not gonna wait. I'm just gonna let's make another film. You know cool. what I mean? Like I could come up with excuses why I shouldn't. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. have fun. And I'm like in a good point in my life where I think 
it'll be an enjoyable process for myself. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So is it, it, it falls into maybe at the moment uh, a category of passion project? Is that where it fits still? 100%. Okay. 100%. But what are, you, what are you doing outside of these passion projects these days? I mean, you're yeah. a bit of an enigma. You pop yeah. up in places. Like, it, what's the work life for you now? Yeah, so so basically I, I work for Patagonia. Okay, so you're still working yes. in, the, in yes. Patagonia. Cool. Super involved at Patagonia and um, a part of the film department there. Uh-huh. Okay. You still work on surfboards and wetsuits and clothing and all that. Okay, you know, so you're still really inside the machine yes. there getting it done. Yes, okay. yeah. And on the side of that too, I have a little production company um, um, to help pay the bills as well. Okay. You know, kind of a small crew that I work with. Epic. And um, we're doing some stuff. Creative direction. Mm-hmm. This is you. It's your thing. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I that, so. is, that is it, right? Scripting it out. Yeah. Directing. Uh-huh, exactly. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Pulling all the pieces together to make, um, you know, and I feel like what I do mostly is um, little documentary style, right. you know, so if I'm, if I'm doing, if I'm doing for some, somebody wants, say Patagonia wants something, um, you know, like recently I went down to Spain and we did a film on a couple who have a regenerative farm right and like you know for me it's like finding the subjects that are very interesting cool. and then letting the story unfold you know this is a bit of a Malloy infatuation though isn't it the for agricultural sure. side of things like when yeah. I interviewed Dan yeah. uh, a couple of years back it uh-huh. went to regenerative agriculture was kind of his jam as well right I mean uh, let's stick on that because that's a really cool thing to talk about that maybe people don't get to hear about so often so yeah we'll finish on body surfing but I wouldn't mind diving in here yes this process you 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 are a farming family right you kind of come from acres well let's see here um i think we you know we grew up in a a little on a couple acres and my dad had you know gardens and was always growing something and we had chickens and pigs and horses and but like we didn't come from a real farming family it wasn't like hobby farming hobby farming okay as kids cool and then um Later in life, I think we've all been drawn back to it. And then my brother Chris and his wife have more of a legit small farm. That's what they're doing, right? Like yes. He, I, I uh-huh. saw his Instagram's mostly farm-related yep. His wife. And then my da- brother Dan as well. Those yeah. guys have gone kind of more into the farming. And then my wife and I, we actually have some cattle. Okay. Yeah. So cool. And we do our own, um, or like, like uh, naturally fed cattle and pigs. Okay. And um, a lot of that is for our own consumption, but then um, we actually have a lot now, so we'll, we'll be selling them to friends and also um, the regular avenues, basically. Sure. You know what I mean? Cool. So, so yeah, we've all been attracted to that. Mm. Um, and, you know, these days I ride horses a lot, you cool. know, and, get, and want to be cowboy and do all that stuff. But Sounds I've bad. actually been around people that have given me a lot of tips and and help manage ranches and and deal with the cattle. That's kind of my yeah, right. my little wannabe. So it's a full learning experience for yes. you at the moment. Yes. Yes. And I was around it a bit when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older after surfing, now I'm really learning a ton. What do you think the attraction is for you guys back to the land like this? Like, and and in particular regenerative agriculture. Yeah. What's that mm-hmm. attraction all about? I mean, I think I think it's something a lot of people are interested in, and. Um, there's something about the process uh, and, and looking into the process. It's like, why not do it right if we can? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, and it's like, um, it's just, a, it's, a, I 
think it's healthy for a person to go out there and get their hands in the soil and and create something. I mean, even like having your own chickens and mm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it can be simple and like like I said, I'm not this crazy farmer or anything, but I, I think you're right for some reason my brothers and I it's all interesting to us and Yeah, I mean and, it's three brothers yeah. who all went like okay, you had a little bit of an introduction as kids. Yeah. You've gone out into the big wide surfing world. Yeah. Seen the world. Yeah. Focused on the salt water and the ocean and everything that provides. But yes. It is kind of really interesting that all three of you have come back onto the land. Yeah. And and integrated that as part of your lives. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Have I, you read the same books? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I think we've all just been attracted to it. And um, um, as far as the horses and the cattle, I had two uncles that were really badass okay. cowboys. Like, all right. Legit, like the, the real deal. Spurs and uh, yes. Shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, like, full full like, kit. Yeah, running cattle ranches. Epic. In like doing rodeos and all that. So it's always been something that was super interesting to us. Yeah. And then and then the farming side of thing is is just um, yeah I don't know being on the land and just being interested and wanting to see be a part of the process. Yeah. I don't know. Do enough people like was it did that process element you're talking about it's kind of like reconnecting the individual with where their food comes from it's yeah kind of what you're talking about right i think so mm. i think so and like um and with with the cattle and the pigs and things it's like yeah i understand people being vegetarians um for me it's like when people go out and buy meat at the store they don't really realize what goes What's into that on. you know what yeah. i mean so for me being a part of the process i feel like is is makes me feel better about it than than just uh buying packages at the store mm. i you know i so i enjoy the whole thing um i feel like in a ways it's you kind of you know if you're gonna eat animals you should kind of be aware of how how full on it is yeah, <laughs> you know yeah it's I mean? full on <laughs> i think if everyone was uh required i'd, I'd steer yeah. fish a little bit yeah, so yeah i know when i'm pulling a trigger and I'm gonna kill something. Yes. You know, like that's a big call. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And, yeah. it, and for a while there, I yeah. read a few too many books. Right, right. And um, I couldn't pull the trigger for a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was locked in this for like. Sure. Oh, yeah. Don't, Can't just doesn't do it. Feel right. Yeah. And it's a. I'd love to eat that. You know. Mm-hmm. Somehow I got through it. And I don't know how. I must have yeah. been talking to some other people, and I kind of. Yeah. Took responsibility, and I think it was all about taking responsibility, right. like understanding the weight of that yeah. responsibility, and yeah that kind of call to take a life uh, for your own consumption or for that yeah. of your family. Yeah. Not a lot of people ever get that experience. Right. The majority of people are just buying it off the shelf, right. wrapped in a plastic And then they'll eat half thing. of it and throw it away. No, it's not. Whereas if you like raise your own chickens and you yeah. slaughter them and eat them, you're yeah. like, okay, now this is going into chicken yeah. soup. You know, you really appreciate every bit of it. Yeah. So, And I don't like to preach about it. I just like to do it. Um, and I'll go, I'm not like a a snobby eater or anything like if I'm on the road and I need to go get freaking cheeseburger somewhere I'll, You'll know. you know like I'm not that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. not too preachy about it but it's for me it's a it's a, it's a interesting another learning experience mm. doing it all and um, I don't know something we just love and do, enjoy doing cool let's get off the land and back onto body surfing to wrap this one up yeah to finalize this uh, podcast epic one exactly what I hope to get in this interview and I appreciate it a lot for you taking the time happy to talk with you how what is the like the best moment of the original film that you kind of reflect on and feel 
you're just like, wow, this is the coolest thing I've yeah. done. What's the, is there a particular moment you can point to? In the first to? film? In the first film, yeah. like, yeah. something that people can go and watch and go, oh yeah, I get it. Yeah. For sure, it's Dawn and Bo King section okay. with the autistic child uh-huh. swimming through the waves. Yeah. I feel like we just got, it was such a beautiful story. And uh, so proud to tell it. Um, and then they were there yesterday. <laughs> oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. And so. Sick. Um, Bo's like 20 now. Yeah, right. Pretty cool. So, I don't know why that story, it was just super special and it was special to them. So, that was my favorite. Sick. Sure. It clearly moves you deeply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Eddie Vedder ended up donating a song for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one of those special things. So, cool. I hope we find some more stories like that. I'll, I hope you can keep it together when you yeah. find it. <laughs> All right, we'll call it a day. Okay, thanks, thanks so much. Love Epic. chatting with you. Epic. Okay. So, there it was. Um, a pretty moving finish to that podcast episode with Keith Malloy. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I hope wherever you are, you're keeping safe. I hope you are making the most of the time in isolation. Uh, I know even though I'm yet to be in this lockdown situation where I am, um, I'm beginning to build a list of things that I'm going to try and get done while I'm unable to do other things, which, you know, maybe I can turn it into a productive period. Maybe I'll publish more podcasts. You never know. Um, Stay safe, everyone. Tough times, but we all need to do our best to get through it. Much love.